I'm AC. Join me to slow down and tune in with the depths of the soul, crafting new rhythms to help us move through the messiness of life and faith. Episode one. Welcome. Thank you so much for taking time to tune in. This is a space where we'll slow down and explore the many facets that make up our embodied being, connecting at a gut level and a soul level, exploring spiritual formation from an integrative lens. This podcast is called New Rhythms because we're going to consider how understanding what happens beneath the surface can help us cultivate new rhythms in our life and spirituality. And we're going to consider spiritual formation from a holistic lens to help us make sense of the ways we might feel stuck or even just confused about why we do the things we do, why we can't seem to break out of old muscle memory, old rhythms that we know aren't helping us and might actually be complicating our lives or harming us, old rhythms that take over and somehow keep getting in the driver's seat of our lives leaving us stuck in old narratives that we don't want to be living in, but we can't seem to get out of. To explore what happens beneath the surface, we'll string together perspectives from things like polyvagal theory, this has to do with nervous system regulation, contemplative practices, parts work, you've maybe heard of this as IFS or internal family systems, interpersonal neurobiology, And as we do this, there's an invitation to all the facets of your being to listen in. And really, my hope is that in each of these brief episodes, little by little, the depths of your soul will tune in and be attuned with cultivating an increasingly anchored sense of embodiment for all of you, not just the spiritually shiny parts of you that know the right Sunday school answers. So for the depths of your soul that are tired, feel stuck, are frustrated, confused, hurting, neglected, hiding, I hope this is a safe place for you to listen in and land. And the reason creating a space like this is so important to me is because in my own spiritual formation journey, it's been a game changer to have categories and frameworks that incorporate the entirety of my embodied being. In the midst of walking through really painful and heavy seasons, the depths of my soul have needed more than the spiritual disciplines that I was initially taught as spiritual formation practices. These were spiritual disciplines that were specifically focused on my thinking brain and behavior and didn't really intersect with what was going on at a gut level or soul level. And the messier and more complex that life got, I came to a place where my soul so deeply longed for more, really my soul needed more. And the tapestry of things that will weave together in this space is really a reflection of what that more was in my life. The things that brought hope, restoration, peace, and genuine shifts to create new rhythms and new narratives. Things that gave me a window into the state of my soul to make sense of what was happening inside beneath the surface and wrestle through the pain and heartache that was buried deep, protected by muscle memory and old rhythms that were no longer serving me and standing in the way of things like joy and peace, standing in the way of receiving God's compassion and peace. And I want to be really clear. This is, of course, an ongoing process in my life. 
And I'm not trying to offer something that is a cure-all or will make you feel great all the time. Honestly, it can be a bit unsettling and vulnerable at first to really go deep or move in a new direction. And that's why we often avoid it, right? I also know we don't experience the fullness of comfortable emotions like joy and peace if we don't also create space for uncomfortable emotions like grief and sadness. So as we survey the landscape of our internal worlds, in a way we're creating space for all the things that are happening inside, rather than trying to cut out the things we don't like or don't want to deal with, which never really works in the end anyway. Now, to start today in our first episode, let's talk about why it matters to approach spiritual formation with this kind of holistic view of our embodied being. If we only invite our thinking brains or the most spiritually shiny parts of us into the formation of our souls, then we can unintentionally create a divide in the whole of who God created in our beings. And then rather than the entirety of who we are being formed in the formation of our souls, we're only bringing parts of us to the process, leaving other pieces of our soul and who we are behind, which keeps us stuck in old muscle memory. And I think this runs deeper than we realize. We don't often value or connect with the parts of our brains and bodies that don't know verbal language and can't access logical thought. Instead, we actually often dismiss and devalue these facets of ourselves, shaming ourselves for having fleeting feelings or reactions that we need to get control over in some way. We easily sing along with Taylor Swift, convinced we are the problem. And if we could just get it right or cut off the parts of us that can't get it right, then everything would be fine. But if we only engage our thinking brain and behavior in spiritual formation, we're left spinning our wheels, creating more stuckness in our lives because we're only engaging with slivers of who we are, slivers of who God created. And then we stay stuck in old patterns and old rhythms. And one of the main reasons for this is that the parts of our brain that don't know verbal language and make a lot of decisions for us every day before thoughts or words get involved in milliseconds can react without there being time to consult our prefrontal cortex, which is our thinking brain. Like if your hand is on a hot stove top, you don't really pause to consider if it's so hot that it might burn you or not. Wondering, okay, at what point should I move my hand? How bad of a burn might this be? No, instead, we move our hand instinctively if our hand is on a hot stove top before we really think about it. Our brain and our body decides this for us and pulls our hand back quickly. And this kind of decision making happens beneath the surface all day, every day, for every person, which leaves me wondering. How are we engaging these beneath the surface facets of our brain and body and our spiritual formation practices? Now, let me be clear. I am not talking about connecting with more of who we are to have more of us to point to, to shame or blame. I'm talking about connecting with more of who we are to invite all of us to embrace God's tender and healing compassion and care that is always available to us even when, and especially when we have a hard time receiving it. So let's start to explore what happens beneath the surface. We'll just kind of dip our toe in here today. Beneath the surface, the facets of us that can drive our lives without us even realizing it. 
in the therapy world, when people work with nervous system regulation, this whole beneath the surface decision-making process has to do with something called neuroception. Simply the brain and body's perception of whether or not we're safe. And if you want to do a deep dive in nervous system regulation and its clinical jargon, look into Stephen Porges. He developed something called polyvagal theory that helps us understand our autonomic nervous system. And Deb Dana, she has a lot of great accessible books and resources about this. And we're generally going to steer clear of clinical jargon for the most part. But this term, neuroception, it's just too helpful a piece of the puzzle to ignore. So briefly, neuroception, the body's perception of whether or not we're safe, it is scanning all the time. Think of it as God having wired us with a 24-7 scanner to detect if we are safe or not, or if there's some sort of perceived threat that requires us to react in some way to help us then move towards safety. If our body believes we're safe, we'll be able to be present in the moment, present with people around us. But if our body perceives that we're not safe in some way, that there's some sort of threat or danger, like burning our hand on a hot stovetop, or sensing a disconnect from a significant other, or that a car in the lane next to us might be swerving and crossing into our lane or even certain texts and emails that can bring low-level or full-on panic. Any of these kinds of things will shift our nervous system into another gear that activates our embodied being to try and get through whatever is in front of us and help us get back to a felt sense of safety. When we're activated, some sort of protective strategy will pop up. You've probably heard of this as things like fight, flight, freeze, maybe fawn or find. And these protective strategies are activated anytime our nervous system shifts into a stress state, or if we are pushed to the point of overwhelm, we'll actually be pushed into a shutdown state. And when we're activated in these ways, it shifts our perspective, the way that we see things, which in turn shifts how we engage with the world around us, whether that be other people, our own selves, or God. And this is why reciting a Bible verse or a certain prayer doesn't always help us. For starters, if our body isn't convinced that we're safe, it decides for us to conserve blood flow to help us do things like fight or flee. And we don't have as much oxygen flow up to the part of our brain that can really connect with words or logic. Now, this is a really great design to be thankful for. It can keep us safe in circumstances that might otherwise cause us harm. What gets tricky here is that while this is a good design, It's based on perception, which is sometimes faulty. This makes me think of if I'm hiking in the woods and I mistake a tree root on the path for a venomous snake, I will react as though my life is in danger, whether it really is or not. Or it makes me think of how we can get stuck in muscle memory of activation and reaction, these rhythms of activation and reaction, especially if our body has experienced a lack of safety in significant ways or frequently enough throughout our life, making it hard to ever anchor down back into safety. And then a a hypervigilance can take shape that leaves us scanning for threats over time in a very tense, unpleasant rhythm that can run our lives. So depending on how our system is activated and how long we stay there, 
It can leave us in a place where we feel stuck and driven by what's happening beneath the surface. In our spiritual formation, this makes me think of how in a calm and peaceful state, we might really want to grow in some way. It's like we have this beautifully peaceful rhythm that sets the tone for us to see things so clearly or find peace in a certain scripture or truth about who God is. And then as soon as we hit that stress or shutdown state, another rhythm is going on beneath the surface. And as soon as that neuroception and muscle memory takes over, it's like we're hijacked and that intention, prayer, or peace is out the window. And we're right back where we've been, stuck in a muscle memory that we can't shake, wondering things like, what's wrong with me? Why can't I get it together? Will this ever change? In this space, we're going to be curious about a lot of things. And this is one that will be a theme throughout. Considering what's embedded in our muscle memory and shaping the rhythms that we've been living in. Looking at the muscle memory of how we shift between nervous system states and how that in turn shapes our perspectives and the state of the soul. We'll explore what's happening in those stuck spaces where we wonder, what's wrong with me? Will this ever change? We'll look at which parts of us are getting shamed and blamed in those spaces, kicked while they're down rather than scooped up and compassionately cared for as Christ longs to offer to every facet of our souls. The kind of spiritual formation we'll consider here will be curious about how we might attune with and tend to all facets of us that span across these different nervous system states. Not only the calm version of ourselves that is resting in a state of safety when we're enjoying a peaceful quiet time, but also the versions of us that come alive when our nervous system is activated into stress and shutdown states, when we feel out of control, like we've lost our faith, are falling apart, or are just plain stuck. In the coming episodes, we'll explore the muscle memory of these spaces in our embodied beings, seeing how knowing more of what happens in these different states provides us with windows into the depths of our soul the facets of us that are often in need of so much tender care, the facets of us that so long for new rhythms of life. These might be the depths of our souls that are exhausted, that feel spiritually stuck, that are angry, that are hurting, that need hope. And once we have a window into what's happening inside, we'll see how this gives us the freedom to create new rhythms in our lives in new ways. New rhythms that run deep and string together the whole of us. So, to every facet of you that's listening, I hope you'll journey with me and increasingly experience being seen, known, and invited into a new story. Thanks for joining me. Subscribe and follow to catch more episodes. Until next time.